Welcome to the Healthy Perspective Podcast with your host, chiropractor, entrepreneur, mentor, and author, Dr. Chris Bowman. He'll break down and extract the secret sauce behind his own success and the success of some of the top leaders in every category and from around the world. Get ready for your weekly mental adjustment because shift is going to happen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Perspective Podcast. Today is going to be one where you might want to brush your teeth afterwards. You're going to be checking your tongue. You're going to be doing some exercises. It's going to be a super interesting episode from an angle that most people just aren't thinking about. Um, we have Miss Carice with us. Um, she is a registered dental hygienist and myofunctional therapist. She's founded, uh, she founded the Myospot, a practice aimed at amplifying oral wellness to whole body wellness. Through teletherapy, she helps clients of all ages overcome tongue ties, TMJ disorders, sleep apnea, grinding, anxiety, and various breathing and oral facial dysfunction. Passionate about education and self-help, she's published Accomplished, How to Sleep Better, Eliminate Burnout, and Execute Goals. When not working with clients globally, she spends time with her husband and four kids. Carice, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. You know, we were just talking a little bit behind the scenes before we started recording about uh, my experience with um, kids, you know, infants having more tongue ties than I've ever um, felt, diagnosed, seen um, in, in my whole career. I've been, this is going on my seventh year as a pediatric chiropractor. You know, I go through bo numerous boxes of gloves a year and, and only now, well, maybe in the last year, am I starting to find um, more and more commonly, you know, lip ties, tongue ties, buckle ties or buccal ties, however you say it, uh, more TMJ, more anxiety, um, and, and I got to think that it has to boil down to, you know, people are stressed. I could really see that connection between, you know, hey, if they're stressed, they're going to have TMJ, you know, all that muscular dysfunction. So we can correct that. But if they're stressed, the problem's going to go right back. So I can see the connection to, you know, you're writing that book and just going to the getting to the root cause. Um, why don't you just start kind of at the beginning? You know, uh, did you always want to, you know, be a dental hygienist? Did you were you always interested in lip ties? Did, you know, what's what's kind of your story? I have always had a thing for teeth. So I didn't know whether I wanted to be an assistant, a hygienist, a dentist, I don't know, but I was definitely heading in that direction. So the mouth has always been my thing. And yes, I did start out with, you know, a very minimal foundation because in hygiene school, in dental school, they don't really talk too much about it. They will gloss over ankyloglossia, which is a professional term for a tongue tie. And so it's, interesting that I got into it because it really stemmed from my children. So as a mom of four, I always say that when people ask, how are your kids? We always give like, you know, highlight reel in soccer, championship, ballet, all of the great stuff, right? But we don't ever really get into the nitty gritty of what's actually going on in our lives. And with my four kids, my oldest is my only boy. And he had a lot of issues with ADHD and behavioral and impulse control issues. My oldest daughter had issues with sleep, every sleep issue under the sun, you name it, we were going through it every night for 10 years, we wow. had bedwetting, night terrors, sleepwalking, I mean, you name it, we've gone through it. And then my younger two had a lot of upper respiratory issues and issues with breastfeeding and things that I wish I knew. And I wish I had you, Dr. Chris, when mm -hmm. I had them when they were younger, but 
it actually wasn't until they were a little older after I had been a mother for over a decade that I had discovered that a lot of what their issues were, were all stemmed and rooted in what was going on within the mouth and the oral facial musculature. And so it is an incredibly important thing. Once I learned, I, I dove deep into it and now I can't unsee it and I can't stop telling others about it. And that's probably why people see you, you know, there's a um, phrase in chiropractic by one of the developers of chiropractic, BJ Palmer. Um, he said, uh, early to bed, early to rise, work like hell and advertise, you know, and it's like, it's not out of like, I want to make more money, but it's out of like, people need to know what we're doing here, you know? So what led you to uh, starting the Mayo Spot? Um, had you always been an entrepreneur? Because I know dental hygienists, you're probably not having that much business school <laughs> going through that certification program. Exactly. There is no really business or entrepreneurial mindset. Um, it was really once I saw the changes and the difference that were happening in my home, once we released the ties, once we got into the oral facial function, once we were really able to dive deep, I felt like I'd met my children for the first time. Wow. Like they were covered and buried under all of these issues. And then once we got all that off, they were able to really flourish and thrive. And so I really felt inspired. I needed to tell other people about this. I needed to do more. I needed to help the greater community and really spread awareness as much as I could, because I know that everybody might be answering the, how are your kids question with the highlight reel. But if we start answering more honestly, we can really dive in and help change a significant portion of the population. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you get the same weird looks that I get when uh, I say I'm a pediatric chiropractor and I work with kids that have autism, ADHD, you know, all of that stuff. I'm sure you get the same looks, you know, like I'm a dental hygienist that focuses in, you know, all these different sort of things. What is the connection, you know, maybe with the, the neurology or, or the diagnosis or the root cause of, you know, these sort of neurodevelopmental disorders and the mouth? Yes. So I want to say that everything kind of starts up in our head area, right? So everybody yeah. might think that, you know, health and wellness is in the things that you eat and so forth. Well, yes, that plays a component, right? But structurally, I think that is the foundation of everything. So when we're talking about structure and developing our skulls, the tongue is really at the forefront of that. So our tongue should be able to rest up against the palate. It's kind of acting as the scaffolding for the growth of of our maxillary arch, which if we're thinking about that palate or the roof of the mouth, the roof of the mouth is really just the floor of the nose. That is all one bone. And so if that's not developing properly and nice and big and broad, or if it's developing too narrow or high, then you have a really narrow restricted nasal passageway. So some people are physically restricted and so they can't get their tongue up there because of a tethered oral tissue, a tongue tie, um, perhaps they're unable to close their lips or as a baby, they have a difficulty getting a good lapse. Uh, latch. And so they develop mouth breathing later on because of lip ties. Uh, we have a lot of structural things that start down in the mouth in order to facilitate the growth of our nasal passageway, our upper respiratory system, and the foundation of life is breathing. Honestly, we can go for days without food and water, but we really can't go but a few minutes without air. Yeah, you know, and I, my mind is going from a neurological perspective, the, the vagus nerve, you know, it starts right up in that area as well. I mean, you're seeing 
as intensive and, and invasive therapies as like vagus nerve stimulators, like electrical components going in to stimulate the vagus nerve, um, all the way to drugs like Adderall and Ritalin and, you know, all those different sort of medications that are kind of de designed to either replace or artificially stimulate the function, the function of the vagus nerve. And I can really see how if, if your structure is wrong, especially TMJ, especially latching issues, if that vagus nerve isn't being stimulated appropriately, this person is not going to have any parasympathetic or rest and digest function. Do you talk about that with your parents at all? Or is that too much of a deep dive? Well, first, we got to get to the baseline where they understand, because I think okay. we are so stuck in one certain mindset that, you know, we can't really get over that. Yeah. But yes, once we start diving deeper, we dive into the autonomic nervous system, how we can regulate that the importance of the tongue in stimulating the vagus nerve and helping with digestion, digestion actually starts in the mouth. Mm -hmm. So we need that tongue to palate connection, those um, hypoglossal stimulators that you've mentioned, they're helping people with the sleep because because it's stimulating that back of the tongue to keep it out of the airway. Most people don't even realize that the tongue is really long. It goes down to like C6, C7 on our cervical spine. I mean, this is a really long organ and we need that to be up and out of the airway. We need it to connect. We need it to be stimulated with our cranial nerves. We need balance um, in order for us to function appropriately. So yes, we see a large connection with the rest and digest, the ability to, you know, really wind down. Sometimes we find that large connection with the ADHD population and tethered oral tissues or mouth breathing. And so, yes, there's a, a deep dive that we could take <laughs> to go down that road. <laughs> you know, you mentioned digestion. Um, I, I don't know what the exact stat is. It's got to be probably over 75% of kids on the spectrum, you know, regardless of, you know, high functioning to not functioning very well at all, have some sort of gut issue, you know, and sp parents spend thousands of dollars, if not more on this supplement, this probiotic, this, you know, new and improved, you know, something or other and improving digestion can start as simply as improving the way their bodies are actually able to mechanically and begin to break down and swallow the food, right? I talk about all the time, and I'm sure um, ear infections might be a big thing for, for you as well that, that can help. But I talk about all the time. I see kids for ear infections every day. And, and what I talk about is that, that um, tensor villi palatini muscle, a TVP, works like your throat, where it's like a peristaltic, you know, gentle um, drainage of fluid from the ear. However, if, you're, if your nerves in your neck are, are stressed, that's going to tighten the muscle, which means that the fluid's going to build up. And when you have warm, nutritious fluid, bacteria is naturally going to flock, which means that you have pressure on the eardrum. And that's when you start to get inflammation and pain. You put a tube in there that artificially drains the system. And now you have this big bolus of bacteria infested, you know, mucus or, you know, whatever it is, it goes down and infects the tonsils. And so then they start getting tonsillitis over and over again. And then they want to take the tonsils up and it drives the infection deeper and deeper and deeper into the system until they're on two or three medications. Yeah, they don't have ear infections anymore, but now they have asthma, allergies, and digestive issues. How can you speak to, um, you know, these parents that, that are maybe like, okay, that's me. You know, my, my kid started either with a traumatic birth. They didn't diagnose any tongue ties. I had lots of colic and pain, you know, with breastfeeding and reflux. Um, I'm interested in getting my kid, you know, checked out. What does the procedure, you know, typically look like? Um, and then can it, didn't, can it just be done in, you know, little kids or can it be done in any age? 
It can be done at any age, just to answer your last question first. But when we're looking at it, I loved everything that you said about the ears. When we're looking at the drainage of the ear, you can actually drain your middle ear with your tongue if you are swallowing appropriately with that peristaltic motion, that tongue up against the palate. Mm -hmm. It helps to drain that middle ear naturally. And so we find that we're looking at the tongues and when it comes to myofunctional therapy, we're looking at how they're swallowing. Are they swallowing with more of a tongue thrust pattern where the tongue is either pushing forward or pushing against the teeth in order to get any sort of liquid down as opposed to pushing against the palate, which is going to work with the palate on the vagus nerve and help to stimulate the digestion and help to drain that middle ear. We're not going to see all of these things um, compound, like you said, how it goes from that middle ear not draining to then now we have the tonsillitis and we're talking tonsils and adenoids that have to be pulled out and surgical interventions, gastrointestinal interventions, we can really look into the mouth to find out what's going on there to help connect those dots. I love that. Um, you know, it's, I think this is going to be an eye opener for a lot of people that are listening and, and we'll do all the SEO possible to get, you know, people to, to find this. Um, what if people are scared of, you know, getting a, a tie released or, you know, something like that? How, what is the procedure like? Is it painful? What's the recovery like? Well, it is a simple procedure, but it's a surgical procedure, right? So there are different ways that it can be done. And I know that people have a preference between laser or scissors and suture. However, honestly, what matters is that you go to a provider that does this and has been very well trained in doing this if you're going to get a release, because that's going to make you the most comfortable just first off. Secondly, we want to make sure that we are prepared for pain management because it's a surgical procedure. There will be some aftercare. You're going to have to manage your wound. You're going to have to manage some pain, but something as simple as an over-the-counter pain reliever can help make a big, big difference. I also tell my uh, clients to stock up and a lot of the kids love this, but stock up on all the cold things you can mm -hmm. get. I think my daughter ate nothing but uh, Italian ices and ice cream for like a week after oh she my. had hers. And that's all she remembers. She now tells me years later, she's like, remember when I had my tongue released? That was the best. I had ice cream every day. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. A, a lot of my, my kids and, you know, my, especially my moms of newborns, you know, where this is their first thing I tell them, this is what we need to do. And, you know, they're like, Oh, a surgery on my baby. And I'm like, I mean, the, the, the one that I refer to out here in, in San Diego, um, she uses the cold, you know, the cold laser. And it's like, man, there's no blood. There's no, you know, maybe a little bit of lidocaine on the lip. That's the only place that they're going to feel pain. Recovery is a day or two, especially when they're that little. I mean, they just regenerate, you know, so quickly. There's natural pain relievers for people that don't like medications, things like Arnica Montana or chamomile or um, what's the other one that I recommend? Um, I'll put it in the show notes. I can't remember what it is right now. It's a, it's a yellow wrapper. You probably know what it is. I'm thinking yeah, rescue a, remedy. Yeah, rescue remedy. Yep, exactly <laughs> what it is. Yep, yep, the tincture. Uh, so there's lots of things too. You know, if parents are like, oh, I don't want to give my kid Tylenol, you know, and it, like there's plenty of options for pain relief, no matter what side of the fence that you stand on. Um, why don't you talk a little bit um, about your book? You know, what what kind of gave you the the skill, the insight, the passion for you know going further than just you know doing your your nine to five? You know, with your well, I guess it's not nine to five hundred entrepreneur. You know, but it's just running your practice. What what gave you that? Um, passion and, and, uh, and fire to write the book. 
I think my story and just knowing how far I came and feeling like I needed to make a bigger impact in order to get this word out to as many people as possible really drove me to write this book. So I dive deep into my story, where my kids were, how I discovered everything, how you as a parent or even an individual who may have grown up going through some of the things my children went through. And now you feel like, oh, I'm seeing how this has multiplied over the years, how this has compounded and become whatever you may be going through now, whether it be sleep apnea, or you're having difficulty with breathing, you're having still gastrointestinal issues as you're swallowing, you feel extra gassy. If you're finding that you're having some of the things that I talk about in the book that winds up to be back to the oral cavity, then it's a great time at any age to start to make those changes. So I go through a simple plan, how you can really start to make a change because I'm one person, right? And there are probably less than 500 myofunctional therapists throughout the globe. And so that's not enough. We can't make a big enough impact. So I wanted to touch as many households as possible. And so that really drove me to write the book and to get people the education and the help that they need. I can only imagine, you know, knowing you and looking at the title of the book. It's a, I don't want to butcher, accomplished. Yes. What's the rest of it? Better eliminate burnout and execute goals. Right. So I'm thinking like, if I'm going to pick up this book, you know, I'm going to be learning about maybe healthy habits, like maybe some sleep hacks, you know, those sort of things. And I'm starting to hear about tongue tie revision that, you know, this and that. I I bet it's such a eye opener for people where it takes a, I I don't know, a twist, not in a a bad way, but it like, it takes people in a direction of like, you truly never would have thought of this on your own, unless you're exposed to somebody that has been through it, has walked through it, has done it, has worked it, you know, with it day in and day out. Um, And then you mentioned you, you help people globally. What type of things do you do online? Teletherapy is a fantastic option. That is something that has evolved even more since we've been in this COVID age. And a lot of us are more familiar with Zoom that we've become as therapists really, really good at our verbal cues and our verbal instructions and trying to get these exercises instead of doing like manually helping them with the exercises, we're actually able to get them to do them via teletherapy. So we're able to help strengthen and coordinate the orofacial muscles through distance learning, just teletherapy. And it's been a phenomenal thing to have um, multiply because now we're helping people everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Now, do you kind of like speaking to that, do you think everybody that has you know, some sort of like, do you do a consultation over the phone? Like, hey, I think a tie or musculature, you know, might be an issue for me. What, what is it? Can you do that over the phone or not, obviously not over the phone, but over a video conference? Absolutely. We can do a consultation. So I always say that just because we see something that looks like it might be a tie doesn't necessarily make it a tie. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we have to think about the function. How are we functioning? And then really make that assessment. So I do look at oral facial function um, through consultations. Consultations are absolutely free. It's like a 15, 20 minute appointment. We talk and then we go through. And then if we want to dive deeper, if I think that it's a good fit, we dive Mm -hmm. deeper with an examination. So we go into that next appointment. Yeah. And not all the time uh, you find something, do you have to do a surgical revision, right? Sometimes you can do it through exercises. Exactly. Exactly. So if somebody's listening and you're scared of surgery, no matter how benign and easy the surgery is, you can still benefit from doing exercises and, and knowing that that's, that's your issue. 
Absolutely. And manual therapy. I work with a lot of, whether it be osteopaths, cranial sacral therapists, or chiropractors who get in there and who do that manual work. So I do the exercises, do, they do the manual work. And then, you know, you guys are the real heroes. You, you help these patients get a lot of loosening of those, you know, fascial systems and the muscles and all that strain and tension that they hold up there. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a believer. I mean, I, when I first got into this, Honestly, I was a little bit skeptical of tongue tie, like just kind of the classic pediatrician, stick your tongue out or you're good, you know? And then the, I don't know if you've heard of team tongue tie. Um, they're the people that I most routinely refer to out here in San Diego. She came up into the seminar um, for us and talking about like you sticking your tongue forward is one function of the tongue. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, like you doing curls and saying my shoulder and elbow are fine. It's like you're, you didn't test, you know, three fourths of what the, the tongue is actually responsible for, you know? Um, and so if you have any questions about tongue ties or, you know, anything like that, um, you know, this is definitely the, the right spot. She has a ton of resources on her website. Uh, is it milespot.com? Yes. Yeah. The milespot.com. Awesome. And where can people find your book? And so on Amazon, it's available. Um, I try to make it as affordable as possible. So it's very, very cheap. It is accomplished. How to sleep better, eliminate burnout and execute goals. Awesome. Well, Chris, any parting thoughts for the audience before we sign off? I would say my biggest thing is to advocate for yourself. I wish I knew more when I was, you know, struggling with my children and struggling, you know, just personally. I wish I knew more to advocate. Just advocate for yourself. If you feel like something's wrong and you don't like the answers that you're getting, continue to advocate for yourself. That's so good. That's probably the best parting message we've had. I mean, it's because it's it's real. You know, you moms and parents have those instincts. If something is not right, either about my kid or about myself, don't take no for an answer. Don't keep asking the same questions over and over again. You know, try, try to find a different angle that you might be, get a different response. But yeah, ultimately, our health is our own responsibility. Doctors may help us guide us there. But ultimately it's up to us to to really advocate for us and for our kids um you've been an amazing guest thank you so much for for jumping on i'm so excited for people to listen thank you for having me it was so much fun thank you thank you for listening to the healthy perspective podcast to connect with dr bowman follow him on instagram at dr chris bowman until next time make shift happen